Shalom to all. Today's office game, Daf Mem Tessa. So we are starting the fourth line with the words, My time is Rebbe Shmuel. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Rebbe Yaakov Maisha, Her Nishama Shadavan Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rebbe Yasef Yantif, but our Usher Anshul, his Nishama Shadavan Aliyah. Now let's recap. We were in the middle of Machlekes between Rebbe Shmuel and Rebbe Kiva regarding one getting paid back for damages. The Mishnah taught, Benizakin, Shaman Be'edes. When payment for damages will be made with Karka, Idis, the best karka, is used to pay back. The question is, who's best? The Nizik's Idis or the Mazik's Idis? Now, as an aside, an easy way to remember who the Nizik and Mazik are is where the Mem is. Mem is for money, similar to Malva and Leiva. The Malva has the Mem, so he has the money. He lent it to the Leiva. So over here as well, the Mazik is the one who damaged. He has to give money to the Nizik, who is the one that was damaged. So there's a Pasuk. Metav Sadehu Metav Karmayashalim. He shall pay with the best of his field and vineyard. And who's the he? So Kornchavishmal, if the Nizik's best property, his Idis, is the same value as the Mazik's worst property, his Ziburis, the Mazik pays with his Ziburis because vis-a-vis the Nizik, it's considered Idis. And this is the Nizik Shaminon. We evaluate Idis based off of what the Nizik has. Whereas Rabbi Kiva argues that the Mazik Shaminon, we evaluate based off of the Mazik's property and he would have to pay from his Idis even though it's way better than the Nizik's Idis. Now it's important to note that Rabbi Kiva concludes his statement with the words, V'chol Shekein Behektesh, and the Gemara is going to explain this in a bit. So I think Mark brings a source for these opinions. My time is Rabbi Shmuel. What's Rabbi Shmuel's reasoning? It says the word Sada in the Pasuk Lamata, meaning a little bit later on. And this is the Pasuk that we just quoted, Metav Sadeu Metav Karmi Yishalem. And it also says Sada Lamala. Previously, when the Pasuk's talking about getting damaged, it says the word Ubir Besdei Acher. And what do we learn from there? Masada Amur Lamala, the Nizik. Just like when the Pasuk says Sada Lamala, meaning this first Pasuk of Ubir Besdei Acher, that's referring to the Nizik Sada getting damaged. Af Sada Amur Lamata, the Nizik. So too, when the Pasuk later on says Sada, as in Metav Sadeu Metav Karmi Yishalem, that's also talking about the field of the Nizik. Whereas Rabbi Kiva said, Rabbi Kiva holds, Metav Sadeu Yishalim, Deheich Dekam Yishalim. When it says Metav Sadeu Yishalim, he shall pay from the best of his field, that's referring to the one who's paying, which is the Mazik, not the Nizik. Now we just go back to explain Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, Ahanik Zeir Shava Ve'ahanikra. Both Zeir Shava and the Pasuk are useful. Ahanik Zeir Shava L'chid Amran. The Zeir Shava helps for what we just said. Then we go based off of the Nizik and not the Mazik. Whereas Ahanikra, what does the Pasuk help us for? The Yisleil Mazik Idis Viziburis. Let's say the Mazik has Idis and Ziburis. Viziburis today, Loi Shavi Kidis the Nizik. However, the Ziburis of the Mazik is not the same level as the Idis of the Nizik. So then, the Mazik would have to pay from his very best. In other words, the only time the Mazik doesn't have to pay from his best is if his Ziburis is the same exact quality as the Nizik's Idis. But if his Ziburis is lower quality than the Nizik's Idis, so then he would have to pay from his Idis, which is even better than the Nizik's Idis. And now we quote Chitas Rabbi Kiva and explain the second part of it. Rabbi Kiva, I'm Rabbi Kiva, had said, that the Pasuk is telling us that we collect Nizikin from Idis, but now the Gemara asks, my Kavachaymer Hektish. What does it mean, Kavachaymer Hektish? Elim, if you want to say that when we mention Hektish, we're talking about Hektish getting damaged, the Nagchetur, the Dalnetur, the Hektish, that our Shar, meaning the Shar of a person, gored a Shar belonging to Hektish. Well, in that case, the payment's totally different. Why? Because Shari Ewa Marachman of Leishar Shal Hektish. The Torah says the Shar of your friend, meaning when the Shar of a Hedyet gores the Shar of another Hedyet, so then we deal with regular damages. But not when the Shar of a Hedyet damages Hektish's Shar. So Gemara says, you're right. What does it mean, Kavachaymer Hektish? Ella, it's referring to the following case, Lo'emer, the person that says, I'm going to give a mana to Bedek Abayas, to the Beis HaMekdash, to Asi Gizbar, when the Gizbar, the treasurer of Hektish, comes to take that mana, he takes from Idis. And that's what we mean, V'kal Shekein Lehektish. Ask Gemara, why should he be able to take from Idis? Lo'yehe el Balchayv. He's just like a Balchayv. Hektish is owed this money, so he's like a regular Balchayv. And a Balchayv, Dina Rebainness. A Balchayv, like we had said in Mishnah, only collects from Bainness, not from Idis. And Vechitim, if you want to say, Kosav Rebbe Kiva, the Rebbe Kiva holds Balchayv Shakal Be'idis Kinezikin, that a Balchayv does collect Idis, just like Banezikin. 
can we collect Edes? Well, Ikel Mifrech, we can still ask the following, which is going to show that even if Baal Chayv does collect from Edes, and the case we're referring to here is Hektish as Baal Chayv, there still is no comparison. Why? Because Mal Baal Chayv Shekin Yafai Kaychayv Nizikin. He has a stronger Kayach when it comes to Nizikin, whereas Tayyar Bahektish, you're going to say the same thing by Hektish, Shekin Hura Kaychayv Nizikin. He has a lower Kayach by Nizikin. What does that mean? So, a regular person who's a Baal Chayv, if he was collecting for Nizikin, he would collect Edes, like we've said. Whereas Hektish collecting for Nizikin does not get Edes. As we had just said previously, it says Shari Eyu Vlashar Shal Hektish. So, Hektish as a Baal Chayv shouldn't receive Edes either. So, what's Rabbi Kiva telling us by saying, the Kal Shekin Lahektish? So, my answer is, Lailam really did not get to the Dalna Tur the Hektish. We are talking about a case where our Shar Gord Hektish is Shar. Rabbi Kiva, Sarva Lakar Shem Manasio, Rabbi Kiva holds like Rabbi Shem Manasio, the Tanya of Brasar Shem Manasio, Aimer, Shar Shal Hektish, Shinagach Lashar Shal Hadiet. If Hektish is Shar, Gord, a regular person's Shar, Potter, Hektish doesn't have to pay anything. But if a person's shar, gourd, Hektish's shar, it doesn't make a difference. If this person's shar was a tam, meaning it was a docile shar, which usually only has to pay chatzin nezek, or if it's a muad, which means it has to pay nezek shalim. In this case, since we're talking about Hektish's shar being damaged, mishalim nezek shalim, full payment has to be made. And by the same token, the payment would have to be from Edis. So Rabbi is holding like Rabbi Shem The Gemara asks, Ihachi, if that's really so, why do we have to say that the Machlaikas, Rabbi Shmon, Rabbi Kiva is in the scenario where the Idis of a Nizik is like the Ziburus of the Mazik, and Rabbi Shmol holds that we pay based off of the Mazik, meaning he only has to pay Ziburus, whereas Rabbi Kiva says, no, we have to pay according to the Idis of the Nizik. Why are we saying that that's Machlaikas? Maybe everyone, meaning even Rabbi Kiva, agrees that we evaluate based off of the Nizik's best. Over here, the Machlaikas, Rabbi Shmol, and Rabbi Kiva is do we hold like Rabbi Shemanasi or like the Rabbanon? Rabbi Kiva holds like Rabbi Shmol, like Rabbanon. And Rabbi Shmuel holds like the Rabbanon. So Gemara says, no, that can't be, for a number of different reasons. Imkain, if so, meaning if you want to say that there's no machlaikas between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, in this first case that we're discussing, once again, namely this case where the Nizik's Idis is the same value as the Mazik Ziburis, so in my Loi Bahakasov, why is it that Rabbi Kiva says, Loi Bahakasov, Ella, that the Pasuk's only trying to tell us the following, X, Y, and Z. If Rabbi Kiva is not arguing with Rabbi Shmuel, so why would he use his Lashon, which is Mashma that there is an argument? But furthermore, my Kalvachar Melahektesh, why would Rabbi Kiva say, We know that we're always more machmir with Hektish, but if Rabbi Kiva agrees to Rabbi Shmuel that Bidinizik Shaminon, then this would be a cooler for Hektish. So we can't say, And furthermore, Amr Avashi Ravashi says, We have a brass of a that says, So we have a clear brass that has Rabbi Shmuel saying, that We go based off of the Nizik, and Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Kiva says, And this brass is very clear as well with Rabbi Kiva telling us that we go based off of the Mazik and not the Nizik. So it can't be that Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva agree in this first case that we're talking about. As the Gemara continues, going back to the previous Amud, which the Gemara right after the Mishnah had began by asking the following question. The Mishnah had explained that the reason why Idis is paid when dealing with Nizikin is Mipnei Tikkun Oilam. That's problematic, said the Gemara, because it seems that it's Da'iraisa, for the Pasuk says, Metav Sadeu Metav Karmi Yishalim. And yesterday we had answered that the Mishnah is really Rabbi Shmuel, that yes, Midaraisa Bidin Nizik Shaminon. Tikkun Oilam, we go Basar the Mazik's Idis. Now we have a different answer for this question. Ravina Amar Ravina says, Really, says we always go with the mazik. However, Reb Shimon he, our Mishnah is according to Shitas Reb Shimon, who's Reb Kiva's Talmud, which would make sense. And what does that mean? It's like Reb Shimon. The Darsh time of the Kra. He darshins the reasoning behind the pasuk. If the pasuk tells us to do or not to do a particular thing, according to Reb Shimon, we're
we're going to look into that reason and see where to apply this pasuk. And so now, how do we apply this to the Mishnah? Umatam ka'amar. Our Mishnah is just telling us, matam. What's the reason for the pasuk? Matam and Ezekin shamalahen be'edes. Why is it the pasuk tells us that when we're dealing with Ezekin, we have to pay from edes? Mipnei tekin oilam because of tekin oilam. And so really, the Mishnah is just so to speak complementing the pasuk, arguing with the pasuk, or coming up with a different source. And we see this in a brass. The Tanya the brass tells us, Amar Shimon Shimon says, Mipnei ma'amru hanezikin shamalahen be'edes. Why is it that we said that when dealing with Nizikin, we evaluate from the best property because of Gazlanim and Chamsanim. What's a Gazlan? That's someone who steals without paying. A Chamsan is someone who steals, but he pays for that which he stole. And how is this helpful? Because they share others that a person should tell himself, Why should I steal? Why should I be a Chaymes? Tomorrow, Bezin is going to come to my properties to take them away to repay for that which I stole. And they're going to take my best field. And they're going to rely on what the Torah says. Therefore, Amru, that's what Chazal said, that we evaluate the payment based off of the Idis, and this way the one that's doing the damaging or the one that's stealing is going to think twice before he does so because he doesn't want his best properties to be taken away. So that's our proof from the Brisa, but now we just continue with the Brisa. Why did they say when a Baal Chayv collects his Chayv, he collects from Bainanis? That's So a person shouldn't see a nice field or a nice apartment that his friend has, but Yomir, he's going to say, I'm going to jump and lend him money so I could collect that field or that apartment. Therefore, Chazal said, just collects average, so we don't run into issues like this. The Gemara asked Elmiat if that's really so, that we're trying to prevent people from lending money just so they could collect a particular property. So the Baal should collect Ziburis and not even Bainanis. So Gemara says, no, we don't go so far. In Cain, if that's really so, you're going to close the door in front of people that want to borrow money, for no one's going to want to lend money because they're going to be collecting from Ziburis and that's not worthwhile for them. So therefore, we do the average, they collect from Bainanis. And the Brasa continues, says, when a woman's collecting her Ksuba, she only collects from Ziburis from the most inferior properties. Whereas her mayor, her mayor says, Bainis, she collects from Bainis. Now, Amr Shim, Rab Shimon explains, Why is it they said that when a woman's collecting her Ksuba, she collects from Ziburis? Because more than a man wants to get married, a woman wants to get married. And therefore, since women really want to get married, we don't have to be attacking for them that they're going to collect their Ksuba from really good property. We can say that they collect from Ziburis. Another thing, a woman can be divorced willingly or even against her will. Whereas, a man only divorces his wife if he wants to. We can't force a man to divorce his wife. The Gemara just asks, my davar acher, what does it mean davar acher? What does this davar acher, this new point that we just brought up, have to do with why a woman's going to get ziburis? So the Gemara answers, if you're going to suggest, the same way that when he's divorcing her, that she gets a ksuba from him, when she's leaving him, we'll explain what that means in a minute, Perhaps our should be metakein that he gets a ksuba from her. Kamash that not. Now, what does that mean that she's leaving him? Obviously, in Jewish marriages, a woman can't just leave her husband. So this means that she's making him so meshuga, you have to divorce me, you have to divorce me, and she's pestering him day in and day out that he's basically forced to give her a divorce. We might have a havamina that in such a case, she should have to pay him the ksuba. Kamash that no, a woman could be divorced willingly, but even against her will. Whereas a man can't be forced to divorce his wife. And even if his wife is pestering him and making him meshuga and haranguing him day in day out to divorce her, it's up to him. And if he doesn't want to divorce her, he doesn't have to. It's his choice. So therefore, when he finally does give her a divorce, that's obviously being done willingly, and she would not have to pay him a And Tashma, we see this, a woman can be sent out willingly and even against her will. A man can only send her out if he's willing, because after the Mashi Labigita, if he's having some sort of shalom bias issue with her, that she wants to divorce because of it, he can always just hold the get back until they sort it out, and he doesn't have to divorce her if he doesn't want to. And now explain what we had said, that a woman gets paid her ksuba from
from Ziburis. Now, Armar Zotra Breder of Nachman, why Armin El Miasmi? This is only said if she's collecting her ksuba from Yusaimim, meaning her husband died. Avomineidi Day, but she's collecting the ksuba from her husband himself because he divorced her, but Bainanis, then she collects from Bainanis. Asking Mar Miasmi, if you're telling me that when we say that she's collecting her ksuba from Ziburis, that means she's collecting from Yusaimim, well, my Iri Ksuba's Isha, why is it that you have to tell me that a woman who's collecting her ksuba from Yusaimim, she gets from Ziburis? Even anyone else that's collecting from Yusaimim, they also have to collect from Ziburis. Because it says in our Mishnah, that anyone that needs to get paid from Yusayimim, let's say the Yusayimim's father owes this guy money, so he's going to the Yusayim to collect his payment. So what's Marzot Shabrija of Nachman telling us? El Lav It must be that when she's collecting Ziburis, it means she even collects Ziburis from her husband, and she does not get bainness from her husband. So Gemara says, no, really when we say she's collecting Ziburis, it's from the Yusayimim, and not from her husband. We need to say by Ksubas Isha that she collects Ziburis from the Yusayimim. Why is that? might have thought, that because this concept of chen, the Rabbana were made by her and they said that she could collect bainness, Kamashmal and the is that even though we have this concept of chen, still she's only allowed to collect ziburis. Now, what's chen? So Rashi says that if a woman knows that when she gets her ksuba, she's only going to be getting ziburis, she might not want to get married. So, in order to put chen in women's eyes to get married, we'll say that she could collect from bainness. That's one idea of chen. Where Taisus explains Mishum Chena to mean that if we let her collect from Bainness, she's going to be more desirable of a woman to marry because she has some fine property. And that's what Chena is. She's going to find Chena in other people's eyes so that they'll marry her. But again, the Kamash Malan is that even though we have this concept of Chena, she still has to collect from Ziburis. And Mar tells us Amarava, Rav says to Hashemal to try to bring a Raya, does she collect from Bainness or not? Rav Meir, Rav Meir says, Ksubas Isha of Bainness, a woman collects her Ksuba from Bainness. Now, Miman, who's she collecting this Ksuba from? Elam, if you want to say, me, ask me that she's collecting from Yusayimim. Lastly, Rav Meir, Hadidnan, does Rav Meir not hold of what we have in our Mishnah? In from that when people are collecting from the Yusayimim, they're only allowed to collect from Ziburas. It must be the one Rayer says that she collects her Ksuba as Bainness, she's collecting from her husband. Mechal Rabbanan Savri, that must be the Rabbanan hold by Ziburas. Then when she collects from her husband, she collects from Ziburas. Clearly, we see not like Marzacha Breder of Nachman. And even when she collects her Ksuba from her husband, she's going to be collecting from Ziburas. So Mar says, that's not a Rayel. Really, Rayer is talking about collecting her Ksuba as Bainness from the Yusayimim. Why would she be allowed to collect Bainness from the Yusayimim? Because if Mayor holds that we do apply this concept of Chain when we're dealing with Ksupas Isha, and that's why she collects Bainanis, even from the Yusayimim. Now, Rabbi Abayah times another Raya, Toshma, Hanizik and Shamalahem Be'idis. Our mission had said that when dealing with damages, we evaluate based off the Idis, the best property, Ubalchayf Bainanis, Ubalchayfs with Bainanis, Ksupas Isha, Baziburis, and when a woman's collecting her Ksupas, only from Ziburis. Now, Miman, who's she collecting her Ksuba from? Elam, if you want to say, me, ask me, she's collecting from the Yusayimim, my area Ksupas Isha. Why is it the Mishnah has to point out, Dafk over here, that when a woman's collecting her Ksuba from Yusayimim, she collects from Ziburis? I feel Kohani Nami, even all these other things that we mentioned, Nizakin or if they're collecting from Yusayimim, they also have to collect from Ziburis. El Lav It must be that we're talking about from him himself, meaning from her husband. And still, we see that when she's collecting her ksuba from her husband, it's from Ziburis and not from Bainness. So Amr Vachariyakov, he answers, Hachamayaskin, what are we talking about over here? We're discussing a father who's covering for his son. The father made himself an Arev, a guarantor for the damages that his son carried out. Or to the Balchayv of his son, meaning he's the guarantor for his son's loan, or for the ksuba of his daughter in law meaning he's going to be the guarantor for his son's ksuba. If his son can't pay the ksuba, he'll pay it. Which means, according to where we're holding right now, technically, if the woman was divorced by her husband, in this case, we're calling him the son, so she would be allowed to collect bainness. However, since she's collecting from her father-in-law, then she only gets ziburis, and that's what Amrish is telling us. And the question is, why? Each one is according to their own din. What does that mean? When we're dealing with damages and a chayv, that if when they're collecting from the son, when he's still alive, they would be collecting idis and bainness, ihunami, the father also, Kimigvi, when he's paying for his son, Kimichayim Migvi, he has to pay as if his son is alive, which means he would have to pay from Idis or Bainanis. Whereas Ksubas Isha, when 
when we're talking about the ksuba, the l'achar misa gavya, in general, a woman usually only collects her ksuba after misa. Yes, sometimes her husband will divorce her and she'll get the ksuba then, but usually a woman's going to collect her ksuba only after misa. So l'achar misa, if she'd be collecting her ksuba after her husband dies, miman gavya, who would she be collecting her ksuba from? Miyasmi, from the Yisaimim. And when she collects from the Yisaimim, of course she collects from Ziburis. So Iunami, the father of this fellow also, who's covering his back. Kimigvi, when he's paying the ksuba for his son, kalachar misa migvi, so he pays a ksuba like achar misa, which means he would only have to pay from Ziburis. But yes, it is a possibility, at least what we're holding over here, that a woman would collect her ksuba from Bainanis if she's collecting it directly from her husband. But nothing more asked on this answer of ours. But typically, we should show that this is not correct, da'arev de ksuba la mishtabid, because someone who's a guarantor for a ksuba, he's not actually mishtabid himself to pay for the ksuba. And this is something that we're going to see soon. That when a person is an arev, a guarantor for a ksuba, he doesn't really intend that he's going to pay the ksuba if the husband doesn't have the money. So the more answer is no, but kablon. We're talking about a kablon. And accepting kablonus upon himself is different than being an arev. The Gemara continues asking, this is all good according to the Mandamar, the kablon. That even if the loiva, the borrower, does not have property at the time that the loan is taking place, Mishtabid, still the kablon, is Mishtabid himself to pay that loan. Shapir, so this makes sense. That if the father is a kablon for his son, so even if the son doesn't have money to pay the ksuba, so the father is going to cover for the ksuba. But El Amanda Amr, E Isle Mishtabid, E Lesle Mishtabid, but according to the Manda Amr, that the kablon only has to pay for a defaulted loan. If at the time of the loan, the borrower had property that he could have used to pay for this loan, and then something in the meantime happened to the property. But if the borrower never had property in the first place, the kablon does not have to pay for that loan. So Michael and Mamar, what are we able to say over here? Why would the father have to cover for his son's ksuba, even if he's a kablon, if the son never had any properties? So my answer is, either you could say, but the where the son, at the time of his marriage, and he was mishabed himself to his ksuba, had properties, vishtadov, and they got ruined by the wind. Basically, something happened to the son's properties, and now they can't be used as payment. And that's why the father would have to pay, because in this case, Everyone would agree that a kablon would have to cover for the loan. Or obviously over here we're talking about Iksuba, so we'd have to cover for the Iksuba. Alternatively, we could say, When we're talking about a father to a son, so of course he's Meshabin himself. You're right, a regular kablon who's going to be covering for a loan if it's defaulted on is only intending to cover for that loan, according to one Manda Amar, if at the time of the loan, the borrower had property that he could have paid back with. But a father will cover for his son no matter what, even if at the time of his son getting married, he didn't have any properties with which to pay the ksuba, still the father's going to take care of his son. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about an arave, a guarantor of a loan, and for other things as well. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.